This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. As the weather warms up, we're going to start seeing a lot more bugs, and some of them can be pretty dangerous. Ticks are among the worst because they can spread Lyme disease to both humans and animals. Ticks are spreading in Canada, and experts warn that now six provinces are at risk, including here at home in Ontario, as well as Quebec, Manitoba, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and BC. Now, previously, ticks were only a minor problem since our climate was too cold for them. But as Canada has gotten warmer with climate change, ticks are better able to survive. So how do you recognize the wrong kind of tick? What do you do? All of that. Uh, we are going to be able to answer some of your questions. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we are going to Dr. Lawrence Lowe, Associate Medical Officer of Health at the Region of Peel. Hello, Dr. Lowe. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Doing very well, thank you, and thanks for having me. Okay, so you have discovered that there is a risk of Lyme disease in Peel Region. Uh, so it's not that there's a specific risk of Lyme disease per se, uh, but uh, what we have discovered are two new risk areas uh, which uh, people may encounter black-legged ticks uh, within uh, the region of Peel. Okay, and what are those areas? Uh, so basically, uh, the way risk areas are calculated uh, basically is on the basis of where a tick is found and then a radius around them. And so uh, one of the ticks was found, I believe, near the University of Toronto Mississauga campus, but because of where it is, that area actually covers most of the city of Mississauga. Uh, based on the radius. Uh, and the other one was found uh, just up in northern Brampton. So that also covers most of Brampton as well as parts of Caledon as well. Okay. And there are a lot of people in those areas. There are indeed. Um, but again, it's important to remember that the risk is mostly when you are outside. And if you're doing outdoor hiking activities or uh, recreational activities, you may encounter uh, ticks, particularly in areas where there's heavy brush or forest, etc. Okay. So first of all, one of the things that people suggest uh, as a preventive measure is that if you're going hiking in a kind of foresty area, you know, wear long sleeves, long pants, put your socks over your pants, all of that, right? That's correct, yeah. And we also recommend in addition to uh, wearing sort of long sleeves, long pants, making sure that you're all covered, that you also use a, a mosquito repellent that contains DEET. That contains DEET. Okay, so let's get to these ticks. How do you recognize uh, a tick at uh, how do you recognize a bad kind of a tick? So I'll be completely honest with you. It's difficult even for someone like me to actually take a look at a tick and say this is definitely a black-legged tick. Um, but what we are fortunate uh, with is that, uh, at least here in Peel Region, as well as in other health units, uh, there are opportunities. If you do manage to uh, find a tick and have it intact, you can submit it to your local health unit. Um, and so here at Peel, uh, we have uh, two locations, uh, one at uh, here on Terra and Derry at our public health office, uh, and one up in Caledon uh, that people can basically drop by and uh, uh, drop the tick off and have a look and see if it's, and we'll have a look and see if it's if it's a black-legged tick, which is the one that we're concerned about. Okay, you're talking about a tick that they find or a tick that has bitten them? 
Uh, so typically, it would be uh, we're we're very concerned, obviously, about ticks that they have been that 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 have bitten people, and I think those should definitely be submitted. Um, but uh, ticks that are found, particularly if they look kind of suspicious, I mean, we're more than happy to receive anything and just to hear the context of where where it may have come. Okay, so so here's where it gets a little bit dicey. How do you know if a tick? has uh bitten you i mean i've i've heard sometimes uh you are instructed to to pull the tick out and put it in a ball i mean please enlighten me on this yeah, so uh, typically we usually recommend that once people have spent some time outdoors that they just double check themselves to see if any ticks may have uh, may have um, uh, attached themselves to their skin. Um, but uh, the most important thing is that as ticks stay, the longer they stay attached, they will get bigger, right? So usually it's tough to see. They can be really small initially, but over time they can get bigger. Uh, like how much does- time you're saying, are, are you, are you saying that the tick, say it's bitten your arm, will get bigger in your arm? Uh, well, so the ticks usually attach to one's arm, and then as it continues to uh, take in blood, it will expand in size. Um, but uh, but that said, usually if you if you you know just do a quick thorough tick check right after uh, having seen uh, having gone out into the woods, you'll usually be able to spot something that hopefully shouldn't be there and that that maybe should be removed. And can you feel it? Um, I, so I actually uh, am <laughs> probably not the best person to ask because I'm not someone who actually engages in the outdoors all that much, but I would imagine some people who have been bitten by ticks would be able to feel that, yes. Okay, now, okay, so you find a tick, and there is a certain way that the mark would look that you have to be on the lookout for, right? Uh, no, it, the big thing is to really look for whether there is an attached tick. So uh, whether there's a tick that's actually uh, attached to the arm. Um, and actually, I've just uh, been told uh, by some colleagues that you actually can't feel uh, tick bites typically. So that really... Can or cannot? The, yeah, you cannot. So that, okay. really, that really drives home the importance of making sure that you check yourself uh, sort of all over any exposed skin uh, to make sure you can identify any tick after having been outside. Okay, and there's nothing because I, I, I you know, vague and distant bell from the last time I did an interview about this, and there was something about the way the marks look that's significant. Oh, that's interesting. You know, honestly, I'm not a, I, I'm not an etymologist. I'm not a, a, a specialist in terms of, of insects, but, uh, but I think no, the, the important bite. thing is just to, yeah, the important thing is just to make sure that you check yourself and then uh, hopefully if a tick is removed in enough time, uh, the idea is that you would be able to sort of uh, prevent the spread of, of Lyme disease. Usually a tick has to be attached for about 48 to 72 hours before the, uh, the bacterium gets transmitted. So the idea is you'd want to make sure that that, uh, uh, that that tick is removed as soon as possible. Okay. And then you're supposed to keep the tick, yep. stick the tick in a bottle and get it to somebody to figure out if the tick has Lyme disease. That's correct. And we at Peel Region, as well as many other health units, will take tick submissions at our offices and, uh, and we'll be able to determine whether this tick is in fact a black-legged tick and whether it's infected by, uh, and if it is, we'll be able to send it for further testing to determine if it's infected with Lyme disease. Okay. And the other issue in all of this is Lyme disease, uh, if you don't have the tick especially, can be notoriously difficult to diagnose. Well, I, so I think it's important to say that in order to be diagnosed with Lyme disease, typically the, the expectation is that you have had some sort of exposure uh, to a tick. I think that's the, that's the first thing that I would say there. So um, 
now we do recognize that many people may have been bitten by a tick and it, it may, they may not have felt it or noticed it. Um, either way, Lyme disease as a whole uh, is, is something that is related to, you know, you've had some sort of exposure to a tick and then you have the, uh, to a black-legged tick that's infected with the disease and then you actually have, uh, have you know, the development of symptoms and the syndrome afterwards. Okay, I'm going to take a call from Linda in Scarborough. Hi, Linda. Hi, I'm on my cell phone. I hope it's going to hang in there for me. Okay, Our just grandpa- uh, we're going to need you to be on the briefer side with this because we're getting towards the end yeah, of the I'm show. Yeah, be very quick. On um, last Tuesday, my son actually felt a little bump on my son's head and just thought it was a little blood uh, blister. And I felt it on the Wednesday and the same thing. It turns out on Saturday... It actually was a tick that was embedded in the scalp. Oh, my God. Now, it had been there for, I'm looking at all, I'm a nurse and also the background looking into all the information. It looks like they get it, the black lighted one gets engorged, and it was quite engorged when the doctor took it out. But I have concerns because the doctor seemed like it was the free, it was a walk-in clinic that he hadn't done it before. So he didn't remove it with tweezers. He used his fingers to take it out. And I'm just concerned now if any of those digestive things from the tick, would they have gone into my grandson's bloodstream? And do I go back? He had one shot of, uh, or one uh, diet, um, sorry, one antibiotic that was given to him, just uh, a high dose of, I think it was doxy, I haven't got the bottle with me, doxycycline, I think it was, but no other antibiotics. So I'm just wondering, I'm going to go back to the doctor. Is there something we should be doing right now until we get them to the doctor? Dr. Lowe? Yeah, well, so I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to I'd presume to give medical advice to someone I haven't examined, but what I can share is at least based on the story that you've described, that it sounds like things are all right, especially if they've already gotten the dose of the antibiotic. Um, okay. I think uh, if there are any additional concerns, uh, if, for example, you you know, there's there seems to be some ongoing engorgement or redness in the area, but it sounds like, sounds like things have, uh, have been sort of handled fairly well. I hope that offers at least some reassurance in your case. Okay, so uh, so just just taking it out with fingers and squeezing it, those juices out of the tick into the scalp, then. Yeah, and and uh, no, definitely, especially if uh, especially and if they've already walking, received the actually, when they took it off. My yeah. granddaughter and I took pictures. It was still walking around when they put it in the jar. Yeah, I would say office. certainly if if he's received the antibiotic, hopefully that that'll resolve that. But certainly, if you have any further concerns, you definitely want to check with your primary care provider. Okay. Well, okay. Thank you so much for taking my call, Libby, and thank you, Doctor Lowe, for answering some questions. Okay. No thank you for that. Thanks for your call. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure that we will be tackling the subject again, talking maybe about the symptoms of Lyme disease, Doctor Lowe. With 30 seconds, what would you like to leave us with? I, I would like to just say, you know, the big thing is Lyme disease is still fairly rare, but there are lots of uh, measures you can take to protect yourself, especially as the risk areas continue to expand. And if you find a tick, by all means, send it to public health and we'll have a look and see uh, what we can do with it. Okay. Thank you. Dr. Lawrence Lowe, Associate Medical Officer of Health at the Region of Peel. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Libby. Have a great day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.